And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. What's up, guys? This is session number three of our podcast on embracing intuitive eating and a journey to food freedom. Uh, the last couple of times we went over self-reflection and exploring your body image. Uh, next, we're going to be talking about the principles of intuitive eating, rejecting the diet mentality, honoring your hunger, making peace with food, uh, and challenging the food police. Uh, hopefully, we get through all that today. We'll see what the crack is after that. I also have things to get through, so we've a lot to get through. What are you going to get through? Uh, what did we say last time? I've got a... What do I have? What do I are have? we working off two different sheets? Oh, yeah. Oh great! Oh great! Well, well, again, it's all just—it's all just different notes on. It's all just principles. Listen, they're all just principles, right? Go on, but we'll we'll blast we'll blast through your stuff. Okay, so uh, Loki kind of forget uh, what the exact last thing we were talking about was something about Chris Bumstead and his uh, majestic mustache. Uh, but the principles of intuitive eating reject the diet mentality. Okay, so understand the negative effects of diet and diet culture. So, what do you think the negative effects of diets and diet culture are? The negative effects of diet and diet culture. Actually, I have a list of that thing right here. Um, so I, I think we, we covered a little bit of this actually. So I'll pick up where I think that we didn't. Um, so in, in, in ignoring individual difference would be would be a big thing. So obviously, there's an awful lot of differences from person to person. You know, not everybody. Everybody, what is it? What is it? Everybody's run the same race, but not everybody's the same car you know yeah um, yeah and so you know everybody's kind of coming at things from different starting points different places and yes obviously everybody's looking to cross the finish line but you know everybody's different everybody responds different to different things you know some people might absolutely love meat and protein and they just really love it and that's just what they do it's second nature then you can't eat your protein you must be joking me i'm overeating protein or whatever it is and then other people, it's like, you know, they just don't have an appetite. Some people have a massive appetite. Some people are traumatized. Some people are unorganized. Some people are, you know, super restrictive and, and busy. Yeah. Some people have loads of commitment. Some people have no commitment. Some people are super free to the point where they have absolutely um, no structure or routine at all. And some people are absolutely wound to the wire and haven't got a spare minute. And if they slip up once, the whole thing falls apart and you know it's like so everybody really is coming from a, a different place which i feel like is super super important but you know one of the things about everybody that in a different place is that every, you're gonna have to figure it out for yourself and that's gonna look different for everybody else and that's kind of obviously one of the benefits of coaching is that you can work with somebody to kind of you know bring up your objections to you know why you are successful last week and just try and come up with solutions and try and figure it out because again it's it's not a straightforward thing although seco calories in calories out is the biggest factor for weight loss which is the big thing that many people struggle with it's like you know why can't why you can't manage to sustain a consistent calorie deficit is going to be different for everybody and that's a big big what are some reasons so i would say the reasons most people can't is um Unconscious eating, that would be, I think, number one. 
Um, food addiction might be number two, um, and ignorance would probably be number three. Okay, I actually have a very, very interesting point on this, and I, I, I was looking to bring it up. I'm not sure if I brought it up last week. I thought it was be... interesting. Me, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> so I was talking to somebody, and what happened was we were talking about their, their target, and their target was something like 12 or 1400 calories, which was for this person wasn't an awful lot. I said, how long have you been on 1,200 calories? I'm like, for like the last eight months. And I said, all right. Well, how have you not lost the weight? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I know. I was like, I need you to know, though. Um, you're not on 1,200 or 1,400 calories if you haven't lost any weight based on your BMR and your activity levels and how active I know you are. Like, you are not on those calories. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know, I know I'm not on them. But when I am on them, I'm on them. I'm like, all right. I was like, so how often are you able to implement 1,200 to 1,400 <coughs> calories? And they say, oh, like I only do it for a couple of days and I fall off. Boom. You're not on 1,200 or 1,400 calories then. If you were to actually track your food, those are the calories that you're on. So what you're telling me, in fact, is that you your, your diet plan is for 12 or 1,400 calories, but the calories you're actually on is maintenance because we can look at your weight and we can we can assume that you're on maintenance calories because your weight hasn't changed at all really over the last six months, which is good. You're not in a in a pattern of overeating, which is good. But in order for you to lose the weight you want to lose, you're going to need to kind of pull back the calories. So here's what we can do: we can feed you 1,600 calories, see how it fares for six weeks, and report back. The person said, "I actually can't eat all those calories. I'm eating now somewhere of 14 to 1,500 calories, and I've actually lost." more weight in the last three weeks than I have all year. Woohoo! Big success. And so it's a false con it's a you know it's a it's a it's a fault to to say that you're on twelve hundred or fourteen hundred calories, you know, you're not losing weight on twelve hundred or four hundred calories. You would lose loads of weight on twelve hundred or fourteen hundred calories. The real issue is that you're you are not able to adhere to twelve hundred or fourteen hundred calories for any period of time. Therefore that diet isn't working for you because you absolutely hate those poverty calories. And so that was that interesting wasn't it it is i think that is an excellent example of the scarcity mentality absolutely destroying your progress so yeah. if you uh, are restricting too much well then all of a sudden you're in this famine mode and when you're in this famine mode and you should be in the famine mode you should be starving yourself uh well then so you do all your secret eating you do all your little like you no know, ignorant calories all the stuff i mentioned before and um, so i think when you're in a scarcity mindset and you restrict too much like it's i just see it all the time like i used to think when i first got into this i was immune to do all the little tricks you know all the like it once like i was able to like outthink it or out rationalize the the urge to like overeat or like outthink my way around that sort of restrict mentality and so you can but only if you're incredibly present for weeks at a time like as soon as you lose that presence as soon as you lose that and you start becoming a little bit unconscious and you start acting out of habit or anything like that or you start acting out of impulses you're um it's hard to it's hard to manage i'm not sure if i told you this before but i thought it was very interesting i'm not sure if you actually did end up experiencing it but i remember talking to you because i had done like maybe not last year but the year before i think i did like four or five kickstarters in a year guys current mm -hmm. kickstarter happening now whoop, 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 whoop. so um 
Kickstarter essentially, for those who don't know, is you know we essentially put people on a calorie target that for them personally it's going to work out that they lose six point three kg in six weeks. And I did that like maybe I was a little bit lighter than I am now, but so I, I was I'm relatively lean, you know, healthy, and I was going to get pretty lean. And one thing that I noticed was that at the leaner I got, the hungrier I got. Like I, I like for talks like a, a regular order for us in Domino's when we did get it, if we got it, would be. Uh, a thin base pizza or Italian base, I'm not sure which one, which one, what you call it, but it was a thin base. I remember Chloe's big into Donald's. I don't really like Donald's. It's so stodgy. We ordered a thin base and it was stodgy. a game changer. Yeah, it's just all dough, like 90% dough, which I didn't like. And so we got a thin base and like we got I don't know, like half a pizza each, maybe like a, a garlic bread and like chicken kickers or something like that. And that would do us like that was our order. We might have got it every two weeks for like, 12 weeks like so we knew what we were getting and i knew how i responded to it and when i was about four weeks into the kickstarter inside of a little cheat meal like i mean i um, 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 uh, i was gone like my, it literally felt like my mouth was bigger and my stomach was wider like i like i ate it like the time in which i ate it halved. like so my appetite and ability to eat and how satisfied i was while in low calories went up and i thought that was really really interesting i remember saying it to you when you were cutting away for boxing you were like oh this is super super easy this is no problem at all i was like oh well, the leaner you get for me anyway the, the harder it gets and i suppose that the thing that i'm the, the point that i'm trying to get across here was that i had an experience one time when i was again like kind of unconscious like when i was in my deficit calories and I would like I was dialed in like to what like I was not trying to fuck around. There was no cheating, no this, no the other, no rationalizing. And when I was putting my peanut butter on my bagel, and again I eyeballing off that stuff, but I knew like I knew I was due like a, a tablespoon, but not a heap tablespoon or like anything crazy. It's like the, this is what I'm allowed. The tendency to absolutely heap this shit out of that tablespoon was like it was like an instinct. Yeah, like, yeah. It yeah. was like like unconsciously I was digging deeper because like I was just running from a hunger. My body was like, come on the calories as opposed to like, Oh, this is just like spread. It was like an instinct, like an urge, like get that. And, and, and it made it onto the toast. Like I, so I, I started unconsciously overeating my calories just because well, I'd, say, body... I'd say, you, I'd say at a certain point, there's like the thing that I want, I think is important to be aware of is that at some point it becomes conscious and then you sort of like hold oh, your head and you don't know. No, but yeah, no, no, but yeah, my point, my point is though, like it, like, like the I, impulse, I, the impulse is there, the impulse is there and understanding the impulse and the impulse manifest, like you're aware of the behavior, but maybe not yeah. the impulse that, or maybe you're aware of the impulse and not how it's manifesting as a behavior. Like, makes, it was like, like, like think, it was like, it was like, I was watching myself do it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't intentionally like do like I was I didn't seek out to put it on, but like I noticed I was like oh that's interesting like I like because for like four weeks up to that it was the same tailspin but it's like oh like I noticed I was like oh I'm getting hungry now this that the other I was like oh it's very interesting how my body's reacting to this low calorie mode is like it's going well actually you know we like seventy kilo this extra tablespoon of butter is going to help you maintain seventy kilo. That's where we're at, and so it's like everything just constant. Everything's just in an attempt to go maintenance. Let's maintain. Let's maintain. We're too low. We're too light. We're too lean, and like your body wants to be there. 
I just thought that was interesting. Maybe that's just another way, uh, or a long-winded way of saying I was hungry, so I was eating more. But I, like, it, like the, how it felt was was very, like I was been very aware because I I didn't plan on fecking around at all. Like it wasn't like I just like oh fuck I'll have more peanut butter. It was like it was some. It felt like something else. Yeah, I think that's very important to understand that like your body can act in ways like that. There's a cool thing. Um, there's a book I'm listening to now called The Happiness Hypothesis, and one of the things, and I I was it. I was um, reading this book uh, by, what is it, um, BKS Iyengar's Light on Yoga as well. Um, and they have the two the two concepts sort of like match up. And it's uh, because of our <clears throat> modern thinking, because we don't like ride horses or anything like that anymore, we have a very like if this, then that mentality. So like if you have a car and you turn it, it's going to go in that direction. Do you get me? Like there's, it's like, it does exactly what you tell it to. And we expect our bodies to be the same. And we make that like modern people are, are very, very like that. But back in the day, we actually used to not think like that. We used to be like riding horses. And Joe you know, was like, you kind of ask the horse, you're like, come on, let's go this way. And you have to kind of wait for it to respond. You know, it's like, if you're like riding a horse, you're heading straight for a cliff. Do you get me? Like if you're in a car, you go straight off the cliff. But if you're on a horse, the horse is like, fuck that. I'm not going off the cliff. And the horse will do its own thing. That is, yeah, that's that's a great, that's a that's a that's, that's very um, insightful. That's brilliant. Yeah. So in that book, it mentions that and how our behaviors and how our mindset and stuff like that is is impacted by our bodies as an animal and not as a car. Do you know, it's not just a thing where you just go set and go. It's like nah, nah, nah. that's what you were talking about. Process. That's what you were yeah. talking about when you were saying that you thought you could outthink it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, listen, I know where the gear stick is. I'm going to indicate my way. This is like, yeah, exactly. Are you? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, so like, the I think that that's very important to understand that you're not a robot. Um, you're an animal. Uh, whether you're religious or not, whatever it is, like, you have biology. You have like instincts. You have impulses. You have um, all these little needs that have to be like micromanaged and sort of out or they will usually manifest themselves either consciously or unconsciously in um, different behaviors and i think if so, you just expect yourself to be a robot you're like i guarantee you're going to lose that game what are, what are the things that i do every single morning like and it might seem so small but um if, if any if anybody's <coughs> everyone live with me here's what it's like i walk around the house in a constant state of earphone in like I just love listening to stuff. I love it. Like I just love. I I don't. I just it it calms me. Maybe I don't want to listen to myself. I just kind of find it boring or whatever like that. Can't be a piece of myself. Everybody help. Um. But no. I I just I just I just I just I just really find. Um, we'll have I a just, chat after this, Brandon. No, we're not having any chats. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm fine. You're fine. Everybody's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Um. One thing that I really love, I just, I, I, I really like listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, David Goggins, an audiobook, to, uh, you know, whatever YouTube channel. I love to be entertained. I find that it, it, like, again, it really puts me in a good mood. And so a big negotiation, and it's not really a negotiation anymore because it's like I have to do it in order to get paid, but like getting up out of bed at stupid o'clock in the morning, I could do it and I could force myself to do it and I could have no phone and no this and no that and whatever. And over time, I'm sure I'll get used to it. But for me personally, I love to negotiate with myself. Like I am a negotiator and I'm, I find that I'm very fair to myself. And one of the things that I do is like I'll set up my earphones and my phone that when I get up in the morning, I've got something that I look forward to doing. And it's, I don't, I don't just get up, just get fucking up and just fucking deal with it. It's like, listen, we're going to get up, we're going to put in our podcast, we're going to watch YouTube videos or, or watch, listen to a YouTube 
podcast, a comedy podcast, whatever it is, and brush our teeth. And so it's like, but that's something I've actively done in order to make me look forward to getting up. And I find that there's so many little carrot and stick things that you can do. Like now, to be fair, like there's loads of mornings that my earphones are dead or I didn't set them up and I get up and it's fine. But because I've put that habit in place, it's like I'm now well into the routine now that it's like it's it's not a chore anymore. You know, that sort of way. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, well, the carrot and stick analogy is really, really, really good. Like you do have to. You do have to coax yourself like that. Like there is, there, and also there is a thing uh, like conscientiousness and orderliness and uh, industriousness, or they all vary in, in let's say intensity in people. Like it's on a scale of one to one hundred. So some people are not very conscientious. They don't work hard. They're not disciplined. Like they're just not. It's not in them. Do you get me? They don't care. They're not like that. And those people, you know, you do have to sort of like you know maybe carrot and stick at it a little bit and like to get to come at it with an approach of like just more discipline just be like that with them is like it's not gonna work it won't work it will work until a point it'll work until a point especially if you've you've loads of validation at the end of it there's a wee bit of a of a carrot for you Um, i I feel like i feel like i I think we had this conversation before about discipline like i i think i think discipline is a very important thing but i feel like discipline doesn't just look like just fucking do it like for me the discipline is to have the phone charged to have the earphones ready and you know it's like and and to to have something that i look forward to doing it's like that's in in, in my book is like that's discipline you know it's like mm-hmm. for me the discipline for me is knowing myself well enough to set the alarm 40 minutes ahead of the time so that way i know that i'm going to get up in 40 minutes as opposed to just going just get up in the first alarm goes like listen that's where you want to run your day that's fine it's like i like to get started i think i'm the kind of person who likes to turn on my car and have it warm by the time i get into it that's <laughs> that's me that's not you that's cool you don't have to do that if you all sit in the cold car and i don't even need gloves it's like, so yeah i i'm not trying i'm not trying to say that like that like it's your just your ability to put up with suffering but i also like like to take care like some people like just they just don't care do you know they just don't care yeah, it's yeah. not so you like it's not a thing where you know, like they don't, wouldn't care to set the alarm and wouldn't care to do it, but like the they might need something external rather than internal to help get them to to do it to build a habit, and then once they establish a habit and then an identity, well then do like it's not like just because you're not conscientious doesn't mean you can't learn the skills of someone who's conscientious. Like it's not like it's impossible for you. So you still can, but it's just like in turn like the same way creativity is a thing that is different in everyone the same way agreeableness is is different in everyone like it's it everyone's different i think that goes back to what we were saying earlier where you know like the um, diet mentality not the diet mentality the um negative effects of diet and diet culture one of the main points is that you know it doesn't respect people's individuality because it really doesn't it's like a one-size-fits-all thing and like one of the first things you learn as a coach or the first thing it says is that like i see all that stuff all the dogma about diets and all that sort of stuff yeah, okay, so like it's all wrong, everyone's different and everyone works for everyone. They're all different like stat points and like let's say cooking ability in terms of like how invested they are, the responsibility they have, the free time they have, so the money they have to spend on different things. Like there's loads of different um variables and one of those variables is personality as well. And uh I think uh, I've I forgot my point, it was something along the lines of like discipline is really good and it doesn't really work for everyone. Um and, yeah, so, uh, so you sorry, need the carrot and the stick to help pull you along uh, sometimes more than others. So yeah, let's let's. I something I, <laughs> I just want to kind of ask is I suppose we're coming we're coming at this. Maybe there's a presupposed idea. Maybe we already covered it and I forgot it. But the the question is, 
diet culture doesn't respect everybody's differences. It's like, is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why, why do you feel like that's true? Uh, well, tell you what, define diet culture first. So my, my definition of diet culture is uh, you look for the diet, you're looking for the, the, the solution to your problem, and the problem is either you know, intermittent fasting, keto, low-carb, carnivore, calories in, calories out, um, like fuck, vegan, vegetarian, uh, fruitarian, like all the different, let's say, modalities where you're looking for the one that will fix you. Do you get me? But the one that will, like the intermittent fasting thing, you know, it's just like, don't eat from here to here. Do you know? But then there's more nuance as well. Like there's literally intermittent fasting coaches. There's literally coaches who try and coach people through intermittent fasting because it's a behavior and like all that sort of stuff as well. But like all intermittent fasting is, is like, don't eat your breakfast in the morning from, like don't eat up until 12 o'clock and then stop eating after six. It's very, very simple. I mean, and that might work for you, but then it doesn't like it. There's a load of other habits that aren't being fixed and it might not necessarily need to be fixed. Um, but it's like the one size fits all solution. Do you get me? Like that, don't eat at 12, uh, don't eat up until 12 and then eat from 12 to 6, you know, is a one size fit all thing. And uh, that doesn't really work for someone who is, let's say, doing shift work or you know, like it doesn't take the individual individual. I, I understand. So there, there are what you would refer to as dogmas. Is that is that what you kind of said? That's yeah. kind of like a dogma. Yeah. But where, like, where is this culture coming? Like, who's pushing this culture? Like, 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 where, like, the diet I would, culture? I would say, more, I would say, a marketing and business. Everyone and like, so the the culture is basically around like everyone's fat, and because they're fat, everyone needs to lose weight, and you need to be healthy, and if you're not, you're kind of a bad person and if, and here's all the different solutions to solve that problem and and, and who and who's pushing it the fitness industry is that kind of what we're getting at? no well it's not like a it's not like a conspiracy so it's not like a conspiracy like saying, exactly yeah so it's, it's just it's just it's just the, the way it seems to be the common trend of the culture like people's yeah people's but that's the question i'm asking it's like where like where is this diet culture coming from like what what what's the source of it is this just kind of like a natural like because i feel like quite personally like it, it's getting better it's improving i think we said this in the last podcast like you know back in the 90s you were on about what, what did you say something with the the skinny skinny chic did somebody say this oh heroin chic heroin chic genius and but it's always so, so again yeah like it's like <laughs> but it, that's, but that's kind of what it looks like it's like yeah it's like you know absolutely skinny to bits was essentially the solution of the time you know an apple a day is all that you're eating, you know, and that's apples and yeah, like, like a culture, yeah, but it's like, again, culture, there's like, I would say it's also wrong to say that like there's one specific diet culture. Like there is a diet, there is a general diet culture, but like, you know, it depends on where you are in the world and all that sort of stuff. You know, like back in the day, it used to be like, if you're fat, you're healthy. If you're really fat, it was like, cause you got all the money, you got, you can eat more than you need. You know, so everyone's looking at the fat people being like, I want to be like them. Yeah. That's what they were like. Uh, you'll get some meat in them bones. You know, like if you're uh, looking for a wife or whatever, it'd be like the wife, you'd be looking for someone with a bit of weight on them. But as I said, I went to I, heroin I, chic because the models are easier to design for and the clothes look better or something. Like it, it all depends. Then there's Victoria's Secret models and the, the butt started coming in a little bit. The hourglass figure started getting better. But then back in the 70s, it was like that. Like it changed. Like the, the culture will change and it is very, very flexible. But the one that like marketing is um, the way. If you understand marketing, okay, marketing is is basically like find a pain point 
and then solve that pain point. So what you have to do as a marketer is go like, hey, here's how you are in pain and you have your specific people, whatever it is. Some of them aren't in that pain, so they just fucking swipe on by someone who is in pain. They go like, that resonates with me. Here's my problem. Oh my God, they understand me so well. And if they understand me so well and my problem so well and they, this solution works for them, well, then maybe it will work for me. And because it works for them, maybe it will work for me. I'm going to buy their program. And then I'm labeled with that problem do you get me and this is the solution and if it doesn't work for them well then they're a bad person so then they try a different one there's like a negative cycle that way or what could happen is <clears throat> they do follow that plan it works for them and then they become basically an evangelist for that new system for that like let's say keto it's like i was on keto it was fucking great i lost my weight it's class and then i have to eat keto my whole life kind of sucks i wish i could eat all my other stuff my friends but you know, i'm a keto guy now this worked for me i'm telling you guys it's the best and like that's that's one of the things that's that's bad with diet culture. That's what I think. It's more should complicated. We, should we keep going down this road? <clears throat> well, maybe we can. Let's before we put a definitive end to it. Would it be? Would yeah? Would it be more productive now at episode three of this series to maybe start? And maybe we have done that a little bit already, but like start coming at it with a solution. Now. Like what is what? What does a good diet culture look like? And um, maybe we've kind of talked about the negative points, and maybe it's a little bit obvious, but it's like you know, it's like. What kind of what what is the culture? Because I feel personally, based on my Instagram feed, which is kind of all I have to go by of the culture of the day, and obviously, you know, but I feel like I feel like maybe the online culture is shifting. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like the online culture is shifting. That there's more information out there. People are kind of starting to get it. It's like, listen, it has to be sustainable. It has to be tasty. If you want to build muscle, it has to be high protein. If you want to lose fat, it has to be low cal. You know, here's all the different tips, hacks, and tricks to get it. Find your find your plan make it your own and there's all the people who just haven't got that message still catching up and i mm -hmm. feel like i feel like we are hitting the the apex of it because i feel like now the the, the lay person now at least of the new generation coming up everybody's in the gym like it's like if you're mm -hmm. not in the gym it's like listen good luck on the the, the sexual marketing places the uh, marketplaces they say it's like because you know it's like as i said what is it now if it was heroin chic it's like now it's gym chic you know it's like you mm -hmm. like girls need to like be quote-unquote toned lads need to have abs and like be ready for ibiza you know it's like near enough three 365 and i feel like that's never been more achievable than ever before because the information is is out there it's like well, as also on, also like the, again there's lots of that stuff there like what you're saying it sounds like you're I don't think I I think that's your experience with the internet now. I even I'm familiar with that that experience as well, but I don't think that's true for everyone. I think yeah. everyone is in their own echo chambers. And yeah. I think the the internet is getting more and more and more individualized per person. So like and there's mm. this thing, it's like if I know something, I like intuitively expect everyone else to know what I know. Yeah. But like yeah. they have no idea, like they could have yeah. been worlds, worlds apart. And I think that's what's happening with what you're you're saying right now. And then I think what you said later about Joe, if you're not in the gym now, if you're missing out, or you're Joe, good luck in the sexual marketplace. It's like I think that's also like part of the negative thing for the for the diet culture because Joe, you, I think you should be fit and healthy, but I don't think you need to look like you've got BBLs. I think I don't think you need to have a six pack. I don't think you need to be absolutely ripped. I think Joe, you should want to go to the gym to develop yourself physically. I think you should. I think that's the thing that people should do i think there's people who can't do that i think there's people who have different things and some people just want to get a little bit more healthy a little bit leaner there you a little go. Bit i'm part of the problem 
No, but you're not. You're not part of the problem. Like again, having high standards is, is also important as well. But it, at the at the same, like, see what I'm saying? Like this whole this word, like should, um, <clears throat> like, like, like you're a coach. You're a health and fitness coach. You know I mean, that's who you are. But it's like you can't like should over everyone. You can't be like you need to do this. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. It's like if you want this, here's a solution. I think that's a better way of sort of presenting. Uh, the position because I, everyone has different lives, everyone has different experiences. You know, everyone's going through different stuff, and um, so sure. some people it's not it's not their priority. Like someone's a chef and they want to eat food all day, the nicest food and all this sort of stuff. You know, like it would be good if they worked out, but do they have to be lean? No, like so if you yeah. want to be jolly, be jolly. You know, it's a. Uh, I was going to bring up your man again. What's his name? The the rapper and food guy who drives a Harley Davidson, big beard, Bronson. Uh, is it? Action Bronson, yes. Action Bronson. But you said he's in the gym now as well. Yeah, yeah, he got this insane. He got into shape. That's and that's that's what I love. It's like because I kind of feel like I, I, I really like what I really want for everybody is to find the balance. Like, I don't like I like yeah. I don't want anybody to forego the pleasure. But here's the issue, right? If you've sat there and enjoyed the pleasures of life for the last twelve years, here's what your spirit is lacking: is some challenge. You know, mm-hmm. it's like in order for, and if all you've had is challenge, 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 I would love for you to have some reprieve and some rest and some, some enjoyment and some holidays and some celebration. And I feel like if you can navigate your life, that it's like, imagine you were like absolutely kicking ass and grinding five days a week and two days a week, you're just absolutely co- like chilling out. It's like that, that to me is where I want to be at. Like, I really want to suffer from nine till five and between the other hours. I want to be enjoying myself. It's like that's literally bad to me, but I feel like in order to be healthy, you just kind of have to, you really do have to tip the scales the other way. Like, because here's the thing is that the weeds grow, and it's like it's very easy to just go, like going backwards is free, like rolling downhill is free, and it just it costs energy and resources to go up the hill. And it's like that's the hard part, and that's why people need inspiration, that's why you need the extra push. And that's why you need the motivational videos and that's why you need the podcast and, and the education because it will cost you nothing to go backwards. The vast majority of people are heading that way because of, you know, like if you look at the, the statistics and the numbers and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, I feel like, again, hopefully the culture is starting to shift to the point where it's like, you need to own it for you. You got to start where you're at. You got to take the little challenges on every day. But, you know, it's like, it's not like nutrition anyway it's like doesn't have to be miserable the workouts might be miserable they don't have to be it's like they can be safe and sustainable especially for beginners but you know it's like in order to get to where you want to get it's like you're going to have to sit on the side of you're probably going to have to say no seven times and yes three times what do you think fine balance yeah i think i think that i think balance is it i balance Balance is another one. Ah, balance. Uh, balance. So, like, like there is it. So, balance. The reason why people try and promote balance, I think, is because they want, uh, they don't want the all or nothing mentality, which I think is good. But I also think there's this thing with yin and yang, and um, like yin is very like forceful, effortful energy, uh, and or yang is sorry, is very forceful. And, yang, um, yeah. Is it yang, yang, or yang, or yang, yang. Yeah, Y A N G. Yeah, yeah. So it's very like it's very forceful. It's like the the sort of masculine energy, the very um, so like aggression. effortful. Yeah, exactly. Not even aggression, but like 
like it, like it, it, it takes action. Do you get me? And um, Yin is very passive and very like relaxing. And those two are basically like an it's in everything. It's mad. It's in everything. Like day and night and all this sort of stuff. Like it's it's in absolutely everything. But where what I um think is really good for it is your nervous system your nervous system has fight and it has rest and digest or fight or flight and rest and digest those two nervous systems and the more you fight and the more you're in flight and the more energy you spend and the more like ramped up everyone gets the greater your ability to rest is and the greater your ability to rest the more you rest the more you recover the better like the greater your your yang is and i think going between those two is really good and staying in the middle i think is where you're you let everything just sort of go by i think that's the balance is in like you tip it one way and you run back you tip it the other way you tip it the other way you tip it the other way and then some days if you tip it too far one way and you don't tip it the other way you start running yourself down does that make sense and if you tip it too far the other way so you stop making let's say progress or whatever it is and i think it's important to find the balance between the two of them in that way rather than just trying to settle in the middle and not push for either extreme does that make sense yeah, but I find so like as well, like, so some people have a tendency, like, again, we kind of talked about this, like, like let's say, there is some people in a chronic state of restrict, and there's some people in a chronic state of binge, and mm-hmm. again, it's like, you're, you're not in the balance, and that's kind of what, and it's like, either way, it's like, if you're overweight, it's like, listen, you need, you need, you need to start restricting a little bit more, just, exactly, you know, exactly. Like, and if you're, if you're restricting loads, it's like, listen, you need to start cutting a little bit looser. So that, that's a very, very good point. So the analogy that I just made is actually like the exact opposite of what you want to do in that sort of mentality when it comes to nutrition because nutrition i was on about mainly more effort and working out and being able to rest and recover and being able to put out energy you want to develop very quickly you work out really really fucking hard and you rest like it's your job and but if you're doing that with nutrition and like burning the candle like if you're like just be like eating loads and loads and loads of calories and then restricting like mad to balance it out and then eating loads and loads of calories again and restricting like mad you're um you're not going to be able to recover your nutrition does need to be kind of steady so it's actually so funny though it's interesting you say that because you were probably maybe i'm wrong but like for me personally it's like i was somebody who trained really hard for years and ruined it for myself and mm-hmm. what i needed to do in order to become the best possible possible athlete i could be was I need to start doing Pilates and yoga mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of yin work as opposed to all the yang 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 bang 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 and maybe for you maybe you were a little bit lazier and then like you started like working it really fucking hard am I wrong? Uh, so what happened with that was that uh, I started going to bed on time and I started going. Oh, sorry, this is like we're talking we're talking teen years. Like, what was your what oh, was right. your pro, what was your what was like your natural proclivity when you were younger? Kind of just starting training. Like, did you pull back a little bit? Did you like? Were, like no, no. You... Back back when I when I was a teenager, um, I've always, I've always went through fucking cycles. I've always went through phases. Like, I went through phases. You know, it was like Tiernan and Michael used to slag me. He was like, "Oh, are you getting fit again? You never have any time to hang out." I'm like. Yeah, because what I would do, my 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 TY year, here's what my TY year was like, okay? I'd get up, I would go for a run before school. Go to school all day. It was TY, didn't give a shit. It was didn't really care. All I could wait for was after school, I'd MMA. And then I would leave MMA and then go to boxing. And then I would go home and then do it all again the next day. And then the next day. And then the next day. I'd do that five days a week. That's and, people, and, and people ask, is like, why can Chris do so many push-ups? Yeah, well, like, but but that's that's what what I would do, and that's what I wanted to do because I wanted to be a bloody fighter. Like that's what we want. And then the fucking the gym, the MMA place shut down. I was devastated. I was raging. 
Um, but after that, after um, that, Joe, you just sort of lose a little confidence. And then because you push so hard, then you get a break, and you get a party life, and then maybe you get a girlfriend, or you get then you start getting like all these other things because you pull back from them so much, and then you actually embrace them, they feel so good. Do you get me? Like it's like oh, you want to go have fun? It's like, I've been missing out so much on this. Do you get me? And then all of a sudden you indulge too much in it, and then you haven't trained in ages, and then you have the barrier to get back into training, and um because you're not as fit and you're not going to live up to the same standard you were before you know, with boxing you know they're not living up to the same standard means you get punched in the head a lot more you know it's a fair bit of negative reinforcement for you there so um i think that's another thing for the whole like you know, all or nothing mentality but when what i thought you were getting at anyway if the best way to do this okay if you want to train you want to train like fuck you want to transform your body you want to transform your mind right get to bed on time wake up at the same time every single day when you wake up first thing you do is go outside and go for a walk Okay, a walk that the walk should be about twenty to thirty minutes long, if you can, an hour long. What that will do is that will like the the full night's sleep, parasympathetic nervous system is going boom, we're recovered, we're good. But then you, when you go for the walk, you get to listen to an audiobook, you get to watch nature, whatever it is. It gives you peace. When like people have peace and quiet, you know, relax, it's like a safe space for them to retreat to. It gives them much more confidence to push out later on. So after your walk, then you go get to go train. Like you get bored walking, you get bored not bored, but like you, know, you, you have enough of like slow and easy to get to get me arrested. You're like, all right, I have enough energy. Let me go feck and spend it. And then you go spend the energy. And then after you spend the energy, so you recover, you get some food and then you feel great. You've all these endorphins or everything. You can't wait to do it all, all over again. And, um, but if you it, take that exact same situation, but you're underslept, I know it, it's not as good. It's not, you don't feel as, as, as enthusiastic about spending energy. You don't feel as enthusiastic about pushing yourself really, really hard. And I think that's why it's important to have that balance of, um, pushing yourself really, really hard, but also being able to recover and have the energy for it. So I think that was my little tangent. All right, let's go on to the next one. Okay. So, um, we, that was us basically reflecting on our personal experiences with it. Then, um, identify alternative approaches to health and well-being. What are sorry, sorry, sorry. So we got through one place. Yeah, yeah. It's been forty minutes. <laughs> I love it. Right? What's today? I'm sorry. Okay, so no, two points. Two points. Okay, okay. bear in mind we've got like ten minutes max here left. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what are alternative approaches to health and well-being? What are the alternative approaches? Alternative approaches. Um, like so, first one, find out what works for you. You need to find something that you enjoy, whether it's bike row, ski, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's boxing, whether it's bloody just going to the regular gym, whether it's um, fighting fit, whether it's jujitsu, whether like what gymnastics, rock climbing, whatever sort of activity. You're a human being. You're an animal. You need to move. Sitting in front of a computer screen or sitting down watching TV all day is not fulfilling. It's not going to give you enjoyment. It's not going to give you life satisfaction. So uh, I'm going to just like draw a hard line in the sand. Like you shouldn't be fucking not doing anything with your body you, you really, really should. Oh, there's me fucking saying shit again should um, you should 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 um, yeah it's like it's some too, sort of activity it's too much in too much in yeah too much in exactly so you need a little bit of yin and yang um they all like and you need to find out something that you enjoy not something that, you, that like i'm saying you have to do it's like what, what do you actually like doing if you're saying like i don't like going for walks you know like challenge that belief first because walks are really relaxing all right, and they're not hard at all. And if you walk for yourself and you need peace of mind or whatever it is, it is one of the most enjoyable things you can do. And if you disagree with that, uh, you might be you might be six stone overweight, <laughs> or you you might your legs might not your legs might not work very well. Um, but go what I would roll. also say, you go for a roll if you're in a chair. You go, go for a roll. roll. 
Just yeah. get moving. That's the same. Low intensity activity. You know, maybe it's swim, maybe it's a roll, maybe it's uh, you know, Pilates, maybe it's yoga, whatever it is. Like, but you got to do something low intensity. Get the get the cardio points up and just get the blood pumping. Because again, like your body's like a like an engine. You know, it's like it's like you, like if you don't turn it on, it's like it's just gonna sit there and rust and go to shite. Because like if you get the blood pumping, get the blood flowing in the legs. That's you know everything's moving. There's new blood up into the brain, into the legs. Like ox- oxygenated, you know, it's attached to some hormones and endorphins. You're feeling good. You're literally just sitting there, and you know, it's like nothing's really high energy, and you're just very, oh, it's just a low energy state the whole time. It's like, why would you be positive? How would you be motivated? Exactly. No, exactly. Like, you need some sort of momentum and getting out for a walk as well, though, it wakes you up when you get sunlight in your eyes. Look up, uh, go to another podcast, Andrew Huberman. Uh, and one of the things he says, like, try and get sun in your eyes literally first thing in the morning, it'll wake you up. Like, look directly uh, into the sun first thing in the morning, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that, but get some sun, like, sunlight. Um, so, alternative approaches to health and well being. Uh, also, meditation is really, really good. Um, religion is also very, very good for loads of that sort of stuff as well, like going to church, going to mass, having some sort of like higher thing. Like, well being and spirituality are usually very, very interlinked, whether you're actually religious and you believe in a higher power, or if you're atheistic and um, you, know, you just think you're a bunch of cells or whatever. Like, meditation uh, and giving yourself that like bit of peace, I think, is basically wellness and um, will help you a lot too. Uh, and then the next thing, uh, unless you have anything else to add to that, I don't fully understand the question. What alternatives to what? Identify alternative approaches to health and fitness rather than just um, going to diet culture. So health and well-being. So like this whole like just like so diet culture essentially, and from my perspective, is like you, Joe, oh, you need to get super. You need to get yeah. super lean. You get, get super get lean. A, you get jacked. Get a sport. Get a fucking sport. Become an athlete. And it's like yes. like again like the sport I've got massive in the last few years is ping pong. Not much of a sport. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, but it's like it's literally the most entertaining, fulfilling thing. It's like literally one of my favorite things for the day. You know, it's like it's unbelievable. I enjoy it. It's physical. Like after a year and a half, I finally got up to the point I can work up with a good sweat playing ping pong. It's mentally and physically exhausting. It requires the best of me. It requires me to be well slept. You know, the better I am, like me and Peter, like we have this thing. It's like we can always tell who's doing well in life by who's winning on the court. It's like if 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 I'm for like, but no, but like, uh, not not in terms of like achievements. Like, if, like, if I'm not sleeping, if I'm stressed out, if I'm, I'm not looking after my nutrition, it's like if I'm running late to work, it's like if all these things aren't going well for me, it's like I'll just not be myself in the court. It's like me and Pete both dial in. Pete starts gaining weight, you know, stops with the nutrition, stops going for the walks. It's like, hey, Pete, guess who's winning easy today? Me. And so it's like it's like to have a sport, maybe it's boxing. Like again, like something for me personally, for you, Chris, is like that we always did. We had an identity as somebody who wanted to be a high-level fighter. If you ever looked at a fighter, there's a certain way that they looked. You know, again, we can say all the kind of stuff about cutting weight and nutrition. It's like, you know, just bad strategies from uneducated young people. Fair enough. But the the aspiration to become an athlete and better ourselves like was not toxic. That was a very, very positive um influence on me. And so if you want to be a better tennis player, if you want to be a better boxer, if you want to be a better runner, if you want to be a, like what if you wanted to get better at something, it's like the the result comes as a re, the the your your goal becomes comes as a result of a process. And so then you start going, okay, 
I want to be this. It's like, well, what inputs do I need in order to achieve that? Instead of going, just looking at the inputs, just looking at the inputs. Like it's only the inputs. Like, listen, don't, don't like just focus on trying to achieve your dream. And if you really start getting to the point where you love that hobby and passion enough, it's like the motivation will come from within. Instead of looking, it's like, how do I motivate myself to just, you know, try and track food? It's like, listen, if you don't really care, why would you? But it's like, if you know, you and Margaret are playing tennis on the court every week. You know, it's again, you know, it's starting to get a bit competitive and like you know, you know, you're carrying extra stones. If you drop that stone, listen, Margaret's gonna be chasing you. You know, she's gonna be running over that pitch. Margaret getting off and slow. Well, you know what you know, it's like we wanna stop going for that McDonald's trip after tennis if we wanna start, you know, competing with Billy and Bob next door or whatever it is. It's like, you know, it's like it starts becoming an A to want to better yourself if you can have a passion. You know, it's like yeah, I'm getting packed, I'm getting amped up now, you just talk about tail down, let's go. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So Habit like sport that. is a very, very good one. A very, 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 uh, very good um, habit to have or a good anchor in terms of your whole life. Um, and it gives you an identity as well. That's what I think is really important. Identity is one of those things where um, it affects your behavior in mad ways that you don't even know. You really don't even know. And um, giving someone, giving yourself a reputation to live up to is uh, is very, very good too. Yeah, um, so some right. people. Uh, we got two minutes left. I think we might just ramble around this for another little bit, and then we got to go. Um, something I would just say, just kind of on that, with identity is, you know, some people have two identities. I talk to people all the time. You know, it's split personality. You know, it's like there's someone Monday to Friday, another person Saturday and Sunday. You know, it's like that's a problem. It's like are you one person at work and you're another person at home? It's like if the person your your higher self versus your your animalistic self is like if if you. Uh, something you know if you don't incorporate your shadow i suppose another way that your shadow self and you know your aware self your conscious self that maybe another way to think about it is like if if you are acting out of alignment with who you want to be it's like you need to figure out a way to incorporate those two and become one person because that's again now we're into the balance back to balance it's like finding the balance like between it's like if you repress your nutrition if you repress your enjoyment and just slog it Monday to Friday and then it's like right Friday just hit the fuck it or the switch off button it's like there's gonna be a, what would a you say back. a snapback exactly yeah because like, I could think of it like a like another person who you're just being like no you're not good enough here fuck off Don't back to the horse analogy like, hey. fuck you horse yeah, yeah. do what I say you're gonna get bucked yeah. off that horse exactly no for like for real you're getting bucked for off real. that horse that horse is going its own way yeah, you, you you get them reins off me. It's Friday night. Let's go. Yeah, get off my back. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Full circle. Okay, well, well, we have another uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen more points in this thing that we were supposed to go through. So that's thirteen this more podcasts in this race. <laughs> Yeah, if you want part four, week, let us know. Let us know. All right, guys, right. that's the end of that one. That's enough. Hopefully, we'll Thanks. see you in the next one. Brian, it was a pleasure. What we would really, really appreciate, if you find these conversations helpful, just tell your friends, tell your granny, tell your old one, tell your, tell your fella, you know, there's a, a podcast worth listening to. This is what it's about. I think you'd love it. Share it with them. We'd really appreciate it. Oh, peace.